rescued and brought and have been made free out of those things because of things that are happening in this church. So for all the stories we have at the end of that, what I think is this is church. And more than that, this is my church. And so, um, oh, in camp last year, we had 17 teenagers go to camp last year. We had a, we had a young girl give her life to Christ. Um, for those of you who don't know, we were on the verge. We didn't know if we were going to be able to have camp because of schedules and things like that. And God worked out this crazy miracle, and it was one of the best camps we've ever had. So for all that being said, I know I just talked a lot, but I did that because of how, like, I, I can't express to you how heavy in a good way it is on my heart that I love this church and I love you all so much. So we had a great year. We've had a great seven years. But the best is yet to come. So we're going to look at a video, and we're going to see some of the highlights this year. Well, that was, that was great. That, that looked like a pretty good church right there. Um, so you agree. All right. Um, uh, just for those who have kids, don't worry. Like I said, it's a family service. Uh, it's great if that they're playing around and stuff. I say that just because mainly it's my daughter and writer, so... <laughs> Um, so, um, I, when I was back there and uh, as we were watching that, I told Riken, Riken mentioned that, um, God had done some things in order that we could have camp this past year. I was laughing because I go, wait, didn't you get fired? That's why you could come? And he goes, hold on. I was laid off. There's a difference there. So Riken, he, he wasn't going to be able to come and he does the praise and worship. And then God miraculously told his boss to lay him off. So it was... He said, we had a bad fiscal year. <laughs> All right, so uh, God's good. So what we're going to do now is we're going to just share some stories. Uh, we Sometimes we call them testimonies. But what I want to say is what I love about our, our church is we're called Life Journey Church. And I love that because um, we never want to portray, and even us celebrating today, we, we're not doing this to kind of say, Come on, give us credit, right? We're saying, look at how awesome God is that he's given Pastor Jim and Miss Vicki a vision, and we're a part of that. And we're just one piece in this bigger picture of the kingdom of God. And, and the same is true in our lives. And here's what I want to caution, and here's where I think a lot of Christians get, get mixed up. Um, we're continually, we, we, never stand, uh, it, we never stand at the cross facing away from it saying, everyone get right like us, we're perfect, um, so step your game up, right? We're, we're continually as Christians kneeling before the cross of Jesus saying, come on, there's room, right? There's room next to me. So when we give these testimonies, we also don't want to say we're miserable and we can't get anything right, even though that's true, right? There are victories we can, we can point to. For example, no matter how your past year uh, day, months, year, life is gone, guess what? You're, you're alive. You're here right now, right? You are. If you didn't know that, you are, okay? And, and you can give thanks for that. So as we give these testimonies, I kind of want to make this blanket statement of saying, what we're saying is, look at what God's done, and there's more, and I still mess up, I still make mistakes, but I'm on this life journey. Huh? Huh? Right? Almost like you can name a church like that. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to invite um, Zach to come on up here. He's going to share first. I talked to him before service. I was like, hey, do you want to talk about this? And he's like, oh, I got this. All right. So this is Zach. He's a great, great kid. 
All right. I see you trying to get taller than me. All right. And he's a great kid, and uh, he's just going to share maybe something that God's done um, over the past year. Go ahead, Zach. Thank you. This past year, I was uh, accepted to a new school at Legacy, and that means making new friends and making new choices and stuff. And uh, just because I go to a Christian school doesn't mean that everybody's a Christian, and they, uh, they say they're Christian, but doesn't mean the kids there necessarily act on that. And I wanted to find a group of kids that said they're Christians and they acted on that. And so I'd done some praying and I was uh, just trying to find the right group of friends. And uh, I did. And um, they are probably some of the best friends I've ever had. And uh, um, But I was also being tempted to, get, to go hang out with some of the more popular kids and hang out with the cool crowd and everything. But... I realized what, what they were doing wasn't necessarily honoring God, and I didn't want to be a part of that. So, yeah, God really gave me some wisdom about how I needed to be handling the situation, and uh, that's really improved on how I look at things more often. So, yeah. All right, thank you, dude. All right, so we prayed for wisdom. God gave it awesome. All right, next up is Makai. All right, Makai is too cool for me, so I don't want to look at that finger pointing guns at me. All right, um, this is Makai. Makai, how long have you been coming? A while. All right, here we go. Give it up for Makai one more time. Okay. Uh, my name is Makai Watson. I'm probably going to ramble a lot because God has done so much for me this past year. Um, but just a quick intro. Uh, I'm a big macaroni and cheese fan. I'm a cheesy pickup line artist. And also I'm an aspiring writer, which I've written something about my past year and what God has done in it. And I'd like to share it with you guys. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is a, a sonnet. I'm not going to get too much into what that means, but like shaking. Uh, the awakening of a remissed youth into a vast world of promise and sorrow, all te- terribly temporary, we tremble at truth, for only God knows plans past tomorrow. For he reigns with sweet divinity, unmistaken blessings to one such as I, open to a world of possibility, let loose ideas and fly. God, a desire so deepening of knowledge fulfilled, gracefully opened my eyes f- to see for the blind, through his looking glass began to rebuild a shambled life uh, and world to come to find. Through graciousness, I was given a mind and words um, as I share them through a vessel through Christ. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but basically, I just want to break down what that means. Um, being young in today's world, I'd say, is probably very stressful because you're put on with all this pressure to succeed, and it's like your failures are blown out of proportion, that adults don't today just don't seem to understand that we're young and we make mistakes and we need to be forgiven for that. And God does that and we need to recognize that. Um, but also with that in mind, through those mistakes, we have to know that it's going to turn out good for us in the end. We have a purpose. And that's something I learned over this past year, which really helped me because it's, it's a scary thought thinking that your life isn't going to go anywhere. But through God, through my walk with God, I have found out that there is something on that other side for me. There's something bigger than me that I'm going to be a part of. And that's a thought that we all need to learn. And it's, I think it's really incredible that I've learned that at 13, whereas some people, even as adults today, still don't realize that. And that's just 
it's an important notion for us to have because that's going to strength, uh, strengthen our walk with Christ. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I think we have a guest minister next week, Mackay Watson. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, so those are two of our youth sharing. Um, I want to invite Sean to come on up. Uh, Sean, he is also, well, he'll give a little intro. Sure, let's clap for him. Good. I didn't know if you were going to make it over that wire. All right, <laughs> here you go. This is uh, Sean. Sean, why don't you just introduce yourself real quick? Hi, uh, my name is Sean. <laughs> um, I've been coming to Life Journey for about a year now, and I've been serving on the worship team. Um, pretty much as soon as I could muster up the courage to volunteer. Um, but I have a little note outline thing that I wrote right before I fell asleep last night that I want to go through. So if I start snoring, don't worry, it's all a part of my notes. <laughs> um, so we came to this church after being invited to the, uh, to the young adult um, outreach. Um, my friend David invited me and I mean, we had such an authentic fellowship experience there that um, me and Michelle both, I mean, it was such a blessing. And um, at that time, we both had a feeling that God was calling in our hearts to, like, you know, start looking for a new church. And we visited a service, and, man, I mean, the the worship just blew me away. I, w- I was in tears. And just the gospel-centered preaching and the, the biblical foundation of it, it was it was everything. I, we just felt it was, you know, this was the place for us. So, um you know, for me, I believe that the Bible teaches that church isn't just, you know, something that you attend or a place you visit, but it's, it's something that you do. And, um, you know, we're all a body, you know, all a part of the body of Christ. And um, it's just so amazing to see, like uh, Riken was touching on, you know, everybody here has a part to play. And we are all designed by God, you know, specifically with certain gifts and what we do with it is our gift to him, you know. And so it's just so amazing to see that. But I mean, I could go on and on here, but, I mean, it's just so great seeing everybody volunteering here, and the friendships I've made here are amazing, and it's not just friendships of, you know, let's just go have fun, which we have plenty of fun, but we're also, they're opening up to each other, and, you know, we we share each other's life stories and our, our victories and our struggles and our challenges, and we're always there with each other, helping lift each other up and encouraging one another uh, to keep following after God's heart, and, you know, if if I could just if I could sum up everything that this church is, I mean, from the pub theology thing, I mean, that, that's a blast. I mean, it's so fun. You know, I love just, you know, getting together with good people. I'll get myself a Newcastle, uh, you know, get myself a burger. And we just, we hang out and we talk about great stuff. And I mean, not only is just the apologetics and the debate and the intellectual and philosophical discussion, just some of the deepest talks I'll ever have, but it's the company and just showing that we're outside the church walls, loving everyone, you know, and loving our neighbors. And even in the Christian circles, we have different points of view, and we learn how to have harmony over those things. And Life Journey, it's just, if I could sum it up, I'd say it's a proactive, loving, biblical, welcoming, authentic, supportive church, and we really feel like a true family. So I just want to thank you guys, and I really do feel, you know, humbled and honored to be your brother in Christ. Thanks. Thanks. 
That's good stuff. Um, and it takes courage, I think, to, to open up and find a place. And, um, and uh, all of us are the same here in doing that. Thank you, Sean. Uh, we're going to invite Miss Sue to come on up. No problem. We don't want that hitting the highlight reel next year. If you tripped and stuff, that'll be bad. All right. Uh, we love Sue here. She's been, how long have you been coming, Sue? Uh, Three, four years. Okay. So uh, share with us a little bit. Okay. And just to be clear, there are no ketchup or mustard stains in our immaculate gathering place. But if there were, God would be fine. And you'll notice everyone who's come up here so far is very young and vibrant and knows God and, and shares the Lord in school and their workplace. And I'm just so proud of, of all of them. So before I get started, anyone in our church who has served in what I call baby church or toddler church or children's church or our youth, or our young adults, would you stand? Anybody who's cradled a baby, uh, taken a look at the lesson, helped with the crafts, talk to Miss Vicki and Miss Deidre. Miss Vicki, get on your feet, girl. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I just want to personally thank all of you because um, that is such an important part, as Deidre says, that's our foundation. And as we go through life and we wander away for a few minutes or maybe longer, it's that foundation that you folks laid in those early days that made an enormous difference to someone as old as me. So thank you. And Miss Nett and Miss Debbie, did you stand for Children's Church? Nat, stand up. Come on. <laughs> okay, I had to write this down because Jim said, you know, so you got to kind of click right along. There are a lot of people who want to speak. Our Father gave us life and the ability to make choices on how we want to use our heartbeats while we are here. Early in my life, I learned he loved me without question, and I could talk to him at all times about everything. Never did I feel that he abandoned me. As I grew older, there were many choices that we all get to make. Should I believe in our Savior and pray and talk with him all the time or depend on myself or depend on my family or friends? Should I try to fit in at the expense of my faith? Should I be silent when I see something wrong? Should I let my responsibilities in life be more important than God? Should I think money or retirement is my security? Should I love someone more than God, like my husband or children or grandchildren? Should I take advice from others before going to the Word and praying? Of course, the Lord answered all of us, all of these questions long before we were born by giving us the two greatest commandments, to love God supremely and to love others unselfishly. What happens when you make the wrong choices? 69 years old, a lot of wrong choices. 
I made many wrong choices in my 69 years, and the Lord continues to give me more chances to walk with him. There came a time when I had so many wrong choices, I could no longer hear the Lord. I became proud, independent, and afraid to trust and ask for help from anyone. I counted on money to build a safety net and was unable to receive. I was a one-stop shop mess, and I had plenty of company. As Johnny mentioned last week, there is a cost for a change in direction, and it is rarely easy. The reward of putting the Lord first in your life is eternal life with him. So my journey to return to my Savior began with attending Life Journey. We were all accepted as soon as we walked in, no matter how lost we were. I heard the word and hungered for more. I was blessed with wonderful teachers. And at this point, I would ask all of you to stand because every single one of you have taught me so many things. Nyla, I see you in the back, and you were one who taught me so much in Children's Church, and many of you others did too. I heard the word of God. I wanted to know a great deal more. I was blessed with wonderful teachers, true and sturdy friendships. A love for service through church, Bible study, Rotary, and Volunteer McKinney. The Lord gave me loving children and grandchildren so I could look forward and not behind. Oh, thank you. My kids are sitting in the back. He gave me Evaristo, with whom I could share concerts, church picnics, museums, kingdom singers, and the Arboretum and times of worship. He gave me precious God children, Debbie, Alex, and David. These are but a few of the ways he led me back to him to learn my purpose. I know, Ev, it breaks my heart too, but I'm so happy that you're in my life. And how to use those precious heartbeats, no matter how many wrong turns you make. He never leaves you, he never stops loving you, and he waits for you always. Dr. Billy Graham's devoted wife, Ruth, requested a special message to be placed on her tombstone when she joined the Lord. It read, construction completed. Thank you for your patience. I am still very much under construction, but I want to thank all of you for your patience. Amen. And I think we could all say we're all still under construction, and if not, you need to repent, okay? All right. Thank you so much, Sue, for that. Um, uh, next up, we have Wade and Dorothy. Why don't we give them a round of applause as they... Oh, just Wade. I saw that wife-husband conversation right there. Dorothy said, you go ahead and go up there, Wade. <laughs> like, a, like a good husband, Wade said, yes, ma'am. All right, there you go. All right, Wade, we don't got too much time. No problem. I, I'm going to make this, I hope, short. Uh, I didn't bring any notes with me, and I'm just going to speak from the heart. So 2015 has been a very interesting year for me um, and Dorothy.
I lost my mom. But I know she's where with my dad. And when I lost my dad, and I think I shared this already, but some of you may not have been here. When I lost my dad, God taught me about his grace. When I lost my mom, he taught me about his love. And Jim has preached about this a lot this year, which I find very comforting. And, you know, it, it's really funny, too, because um, right around the time my mom passed away, Jim was talking about unconditional love. And I had given up about unconditional love. I didn't think people were capable of unconditional love. I always knew God was capable of unconditional love. I always knew that. But I thought people weren't. And through Jim's teaching... And around the time my mom died, it became so apparent to me that we are capable of unconditional love. And we are capable because we have Christ in our life. And that's what gives us that capability to love unconditionally. And in fact, that's what God calls us to do, to be like him, to love unconditionally. Okay? And so, you know, life is a journey. And along the way, we get dirty. You know, the thing, every time I go on a business trip and I come home, I want to come first. Uh, you know, I like to take a shower because, you know, you go through the airport and you're in a restaurant and you're in places where I just don't feel uh, clean. And I usually like to take a shower when I get home. And a journey, along the journey, you get dirty. Okay? And... That's the beauty of this church, though, and the beauty of what Jim and Vicki have taught is that even though we go along this journey and we might get dirty, we can always come and take a shower. And that's the part of me that's so appreciative of this church. And even though I lost my mom this year, I have my grandson, and Dorothy and I had the privilege of being uh, at the hospital when my grandson was born. And man, did it tell me. You know, here I am passing on to my my next generation the love of God. And then Christmas time was kind of hard for me this year. And I'm still kind of emotional from it from the standpoint. And Jim started talking about love again at Christmas time. And when God came down, he loved us. He he came down because he loved us. Okay? And and so Life journey has been a blessing to Dorothy and I. I think this is four years or five. I, I, I've lost track. I've had so much fun, I've lost track. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, I, I love doing pub theology. I know Dorothy loves doing the women's ministry and the children's ministry. And uh, we love all you guys. And when we said we do things for for. I loved seeing the video end with thank you, God, for your and help us to do your glory as we go forward, but help us to show your love as we go forward, too. Thank you. And 
I don't know. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I have permission to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and make this a hug-free environment. Okay, at the end of service, you guys want to hug people today? That's going to be okay, as it is probably every week. But uh, <laughs> I had to get one awkward comment. All right, there's no announcements. Okay, um, and then lastly, we do have um, Hannah. Uh, Hannah has been uh, a part of this church for a couple years. Um, she has a, a testimony to give, and. She, she did it through video because now she lives in Detroit. And so we're going to do that testimony. And um, thank you guys so much. Like I said, as we talk about what God has done in our lives and um, things we've learned, um, it doesn't stop there. Okay? And so let me encourage all of you, wherever you are in your journey, um, continue to take that next step. Can I encourage you to do that? And sometimes that next step just means, just means getting up. Sometimes it means just um, saying, I don't feel any different. I don't think anything's different. I don't know what's going on. But please just keep persevering, okay? And, and do that alongside with us because we're all there. We're all there, okay? Uh, let's watch Hannah. Hello, Life Journey Church. Um, I'm so excited that I get to uh, talk to everybody even though I can't physically be present ever since I moved to Michigan. Um, so yeah, I'm just really excited that I get to share um, some of my story. And um, so yeah, for those that don't know me or forgotten me, um, I am from Germany. Um, I moved here almost eight years ago now. Um, but until now, I, um, I have not been able to obtain a green card because Unfortunately, people are dishonest, and uh, in other instances, um, I was just extremely unfortunate, such as being like two months too old or um, silly things like that. So it's it's been a struggle for me to uh, be able to work here after school. So um, this is just my testimony of how I've been able to uh, overcome that and and just the fear that's been going on, and um, and then most importantly, what God did for me. So um, uh, up until the point where I graduated last August, um, I've just become very increasingly uh, more nervous about how I'm going to create the future that I want to have here in the United States, because um, I've always had the feeling that I've been, I'm here for a reason, and that God wants me here in the States, but um, thanks to people like Miss Vicky, that was really sweet, and um, just has been helping me to work through these things, um, I came to realize that it doesn't matter where you are physically, because God has a plan for us, and it's not really our plan, it's just the plan that God has, that he lets us participate in and I just think that's a huge honor and and slowly I came to realize that um, it doesn't really matter where you are you're always going to be in his plan um, and so I, I came at peace with the fact that I might not be in the United States anymore but I did tell myself that if I am that I want to be in the uh, testimony for the life journey service um, so yeah, this is great. This is great. Um, so basically, about a month after graduation, I started looking um, 
a month after graduation without finding a job, I started looking at internships and um, because uh, as soon as people would find out that I don't have a green card, they would just hang up on me and um, just not even let me have an interview. So I, um, I asked my dad if he knew a company that, um, that does uh, engineering work and he found a company that he works with that is also German-based. And uh, during my first phone interview with them, they immediately um, offered that they would not only give me an internship but hire me full-time if I turned out to be the right ca uh, candidate for them. And so uh, they invited me for a personal interview up here in Michigan. And uh, I immediately got the job. I had the job offer in my mailbox the next day. Um, and not only was it a job offer, it was it was not underpaid like a lot of people in my situation would become simply because we're kind of desperate. Um, so it was a competitive offer um, with a company that is just so perfect for me. They're German-based. I'm going to be going over to Germany for business uh, a lot. Um, I'm actually going in like three or four weeks, I'm going on my first business trip to Germany, which is just such a blessing because I have family and I get to reconnect and <clears throat> still get to live here, which was my dream. And um, I'm just so thankful that God really came through and the odds are just, if I, I don't know how to explain that, but the odds of, of getting a job in my situations are extremely low. Um, and then just at a great company like mine where they value me, they don't hire me um, just to basically abuse the fact that I can't really leave. Um, and and Jesus has just been so, so good to me. Um, and, and I always thought that, you know, when, if this comes true, then I'll, I'll know for sure that Jesus has a plan for me. But um, he does, and he does for everybody. And... Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just so proud to be still part of this church, even though I'm far away and I get to do this. Um, but I'm already way over time, where I can set two minutes. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, if uh, yeah, that's basically um, my story, and I'm just extremely happy and thankful for what uh, God did for me, um, and also this church. The church that you guys are part of is is just one of the the best ones. Um, I'm really glad that I got to be part of it for a few years and um, got to know all these people. And um, so, yeah, that was it. Hello, Life Journey Church. How y'all doing? Anybody stiff, need to stretch? How about if we all just stand up and stretch a minute? We only have two more hours to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it really short. <laughs> um, we have uh, one more couple that I'm going to uh, ask to come up and share with, uh, share with you guys. Um, I first met um, Mark and his wife, Sherry, about five and a half years ago. Um, I was, um, it was the summer of 2010, I was uh, standing here preaching a message about something, I don't remember what, 
and I made this statement, this sort of uninformed statement about um, atheists, and just kind of went on with my message, and, and a couple days later, I get an email from Mark, uh, kind of calling me out on my ignorance, <laughs> and, um, and wanted to meet with me, and um, we met and became friends, and um, we actually went to one of their meetings, uh, and it was awesome. It was one of the best, one of the best nights we've ever had. And um, we actually got to reconnect with, with Mark and Sherry um, when we started Pub Theology back in March. So I just want to go ahead and, Mark, Sherry, you guys want to come on up? Give them a hand. <laughs> yeah, you'll never see this again. Uh, uh, yeah, like uh, Jim said, uh, it was uh, the uh, like the, the podcast ministry where you, you take the sermons and you put them on the internet. I was uh, able to, to download those and listen. It was not uh, a horrible thing, but he managed to hurt my feelings anyway. So I, I did send him an email, and it wasn't too vicious. It was I was pretty nice because I mean he didn't get defensive. He wrote back, and it was kind of like, oh, I I guess I owe you a beer. So we went out and I, and met and had a real good time. And I had a group at the time. Uh, it was Frisco Atheists, and we had Meet the Pastor Nights. Uh, probably had about seven or eight of those. And uh, Jim was gracious enough to come, and Vicky came with him. And um, we had a good time. And they put up with our questions and our, uh, and our jokes, and, and, and we had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. And so when Jim sent me a note saying that Pub Theology was going to start, yeah, I jumped. I wanted to reciprocate. I wanted to return the favor and uh, had so much fun. Uh, I just kept coming back. So um, uh, that's really that's really it. One thing I wanted to say about it, though, is that it really does. Uh, you, you do um, are a little bit vulnerable when you're listening to people with different opinions and different backgrounds, and. It takes, uh, it takes a bit of moral courage, and atheists recognize moral courage no matter who's showing it. And I really do appreciate what you're doing, and I recognize a lot of the faces here from pub theology, and what you're doing is a really good job. Uh, it's, it, it takes a lot of courage to actually give someone else a chance to, to be heard. But thanks. Do, do you have anything? I've just really enjoyed it, um, just the... Um, uh, I think it's opened up a lot of communication between Mark and I because I am a believer and, you know, obviously what you've heard, he's not. So it just gives us kind of a platform where there's other people there too so we don't argue. We're just part of the... <laughs> but I I've just really love the warmth at Pub Theology. If some of you guys haven't been out, it's it's just such a open platform. I've, I've disagreed with some of you. I've agreed with some of you, you know, but it's okay. And it's just, it's a good time to just think things through and, oh, where do I really stand on this? So, um, and I just love the openness once, you know, we walked in here today too. You guys are just a great, a great loving group. Give me a hand. Thanks, Mark and Sherry. I appreciate that. Talking about moral courage. <laughs> um, you know, I love that we can be a church that um, isn't so religious that we can't um, go to the local pub and 
have serious, meaningful conversations with people we might not have met any other way. Um, And honestly, I have to give some credit to Mark, um, who five and a half years ago called me out because, uh, if you know, without you challenging me, Mark, uh, without our relationship, I could very well just have have ended up being a a, a religious Pharisee, uh, pontificating religious dogma, and you know, rather than growing in learning how to love people who believe different than me. But 2,000 years ago, when Jesus established the church, he intended the church to be the extension of himself. He, he, he intended the church to, to be his hands, to be his feet, to be his mouthpiece. And he even told his disciples, just before he was arrested, he said, A new command I give you, to love each other as I have loved you. And see, what made that a new command was that prior to, to Jesus speaking those words, the, the, command for, of, the command of love for centuries, all the way back to the Old Testament law, the command of love for centuries was love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. The reason it was love your neighbor as yourself is because that was the best frame of reference anyone had for love. Right? Everybody loves themselves and takes care of themselves. That was the best frame of reference for loving other people is to love ourselves. But Jesus, God in the flesh, comes and shows us what the love of God really looks like. He, he shows us a love that had never, ever been seen before. And he becomes the new frame of reference for how we love each other. A love that is unconditional. A love that knows no bounds. Even to the point of loving people who would rather see him dead. And then he tells his disciples and by extension tells us, those of us who follow Jesus, by this. He said to love others as I have loved you. And he says by this. By loving others, not as you love yourself, but by loving others as I have loved you, all men will know, oh, they must be a follower of Jesus. And you know, we've talked a lot about some of the, when Riken was up here, he talked about a lot of the quantifiable successes that we've seen this year. But as a pastor, the things I live for the most are the things you can't measure with numbers. To see each of you grow in the true meaning of, of a disciple. To grow in, in your love for God and to grow in your love for other people. And I have to say, it's been a really exciting year for me because, you know, as Wade mentioned, we've talked a lot about that this year. But I've seen many of you grow amazingly in this. And I asked this question a few weeks ago, but it, it bears asking again. Um, how many of you, since you've been a part of Life Journey, can look back and say... Yeah, I have grown in my love for God or other people. How many of you could say that? See, that just made my day right there. It made my year. That's exciting to me. Now, we haven't arrived by any means, right? We all still have a lot of growing to do in this area, and that's exactly what we're going to do in 2016. As we continue to experience God's love for us personally um, and continue to open our hearts to the transforming power of God's word, 
we will continue to grow in this and become more like Christ. Another area that I've seen a lot of you grow in this year um, is learning how to make disciples. That's something else we've talked quite a bit about. Many of you even made the extra effort to go to an all-day class one Saturday to learn how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And many of you are even in intentional discipleship relationships with others. And I just got to brag on my wife a little bit here um, because she is awesome at that. I mean, she, she has two, dominant, one, two of her dominant spiritual gifts are encouragement and hospitality. And she has learned to use those gifts to engage in intentional one-on-one discipleship relationships with other women and have led them to become sold-out disciples of Christ. It's been awesome to watch that. I mean, I've lost track of how many women she's done that with over the years. But it's awesome. And some of you are doing that as well. So we've definitely grown in this area, but we still want to make continual strides of growth and learning how to spiritually reproduce ourselves so that we can all say, like the Apostle John said in John chapter 3, that, that I have no greater joy than to see my spiritual children walking in the truth. No greater joy. That's a reality. Another thing that you can look forward to um, this in the coming year is stepping up our um, local outreach efforts. Um, I, I have to admit that um, due to allowing myself to get spread a little too thin between my job as your pastor and my job fixing houses, um, that I kind of let that slip a little. Um, but that's going to change in 2016, and we're going to step up our local outreach efforts. Our goal is to do at least one outreach as a church every quarter. Okay, so we're gonna, you look forward to that. And, and God willing, I hope that we can take um, another group of you on a short-term mission trip this summer. How many of you would like to go on a, a short-term mission trip, maybe to Nicaragua or Haiti? Some of you? Okay, awesome. We got enough interest. I think that would we can pull that off. So, um, so if you're interested in that, seriously, start praying now, okay, for God to provide. Um, and hopefully, in the next month or two, we'll start having more details about that. Um, now, before I get to my last announcement for um, the coming year, I want to ask my lovely wife Vicky to come on up here and share a story with you um, that has been. The part, a part of our experience over the last seven years, All right? So this is our seventh anniversary, and the, after our first anniversary celebration, Jim and I pray a lot, and we pray for the church in God's provision, God's direction. And when we first started this church, we thought. After a year, we would be in a building. We'd have our own church building with a steeple. And, you know, it would be the traditional church. And and we were praying. And I don't want to get it wrong. Um, and and I, was, I was praying. We were both having just our, our devotional times. And, and I was praying and I was crying out to God. And this was right after our one-year anniversary. And I was feeling weary of 
coming and setting up every Sunday and tearing down every Sunday. And and I was feeling a little discouraged and feeling kind of sorry for us that, you know, it's been a year, God, and we're not in a building. Are we ever going to be in a building? And I was really, I was crying out to him. And God spoke to me and he said, are you willing to do what I've called you to do if that means you're still in that cafeteria seven years from now. And it was hard for me. I didn't answer him because I couldn't. I was struggling at that time and I couldn't answer him. And I just prayed through it and mulled through it and and allowed God to to humble me and yeah, God, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to do it for as long as you want us to do it. And, um, and I just find it ironic that here we are in this cafeteria seven years later. And, um, I, I couldn't be more happy and know that we're right in the center of God's will and what he's called us to do in, in, in ministering and serving Well, due to God's abundant provision last year, <clears throat> we are now in a position where we can start taking steps towards getting into a permanent facility. <clears throat> I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that means leasing. I don't know if that means buying. I don't know if that means building. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but we've already been looking at a couple of properties, and we've actually got some really cool ideas that we're going to pursue. Um, but we want you guys to be involved. Where are my ushers at? Yeah, go ahead and come on up, ushers. We want you guys to be involved. Um, and the first way that we want to involve you in this process is to join us in prayer as we begin to take these steps. And we'll, you know, as we take steps, we'll, you know, of course, send emails and, and stuff like that. Yeah, go ahead and pass them out. In these buckets is a little key with a little key tag just to serve as a reminder to pray for this. We want, every, we want all of you guys to be involved. We want all of you to just join us in prayer and see the miraculous things that God's going to do. Um, what we want you to do is, is, is join us in prayer for wisdom. It, there's a little picture on the front, and then on the back there's what to pray for. We want to, we want to um, ask, for, ask you to join us in prayer at, for wisdom as we you know, begin to take steps and, and make a pursuit towards property. Uh, we want to ask you to help us to join us in prayer for provision from God. Um, even though God has abundantly provided, you know, we're still going to, he's still going to have to continue to provide. He's always provided for us. I mean, God's amazing. There's been, there's been times in, in the last seven years where we didn't know if we'd be able to pay our bills. Um, and, and, and God always comes through. I mean, the most recent time was, was earlier this year. We didn't know if we were going to be able to pay our bills. And, and, and right at the last minute, Money came in, and we had a dollar fifty left over. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, or was it less than that? I don't remember. Dollar forty-seven. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so God provides, and he's going to continue to provide, so we need to continue to pray for that. And then also favor from man, because we're going to be interacting with people who own property. We're going to be interacting with the city. We're going to be interacting with um, realtors and, and all sorts of people. And so we need to ask that God would give us favor with these people, right? So those are the, the three things, and as we get more details about what to pray, we'll, we'll shoot those out to you in email. Um, but, but seriously, join us in prayer, because I don't want this just to be something that our board and staff just goes and does, and we make an announcement, oh, yeah, next week we're going to be here. No, we want you all to be involved in this process. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. 2016, you guys ready? Yeah.